telling God, like, God, look, I don't know if you're real. I don't even know if I believe in you. I don't know what to believe. I don't know if you're even hearing me right now. But I was like, I need, like, I want to see you. Like, I want to meet you, like, face to face. And I told him, like, this is like me, like, 12 years old, saying, like, really telling God, like, face to face. Like, don't come to me in a dream. I don't want that. Like, I'm face to face, like, right now, right? I lie to you not. Lie to you not. My mother has a picture clipped to, like, her visor in her car, like mm-hmm. her sun visor. And it's clipped, mind you. It's clipped. It's always clipped. She always has, like, a little, uh, I don't know, it's like St. Elizabeth or somebody. It's always clipped. And when I said that, I heard something fall. Wow. And I looked, I looked down to see what fell. And it was the picture, and I picked it up. And it was a picture of Jesus, and like we're like face to face, and I'm so like God, I'm like God, you think you're funny? I was like, all right, so we're technically face to face right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm staring mm-hmm. at the picture, and I'm like, okay, but I'm still <laughs> having my doubts, right? I'm still having my doubts because I'm like God, all right, we're like technically face to face, but you know what I meant? Like I want <laughs> you to come in person right here. Like I need to see the body of Jesus, like right here. But um, I had that moment. And that kind of sustained me for like a little bit, but I still had a rocky relationship with God and I still didn't really truly believe. And so mm-hmm. I stopped going to church altogether. And I actually, I was never like an atheist, but I feel like I was like, I had like this bitterness and this grudge towards God. And so I actually, for a while, like from, from the age of like 13 to about 18, I was actually like trying to turn people away from God. I'm like, how do you know God is real? And, this, that, and the third, and I'm asking them all these kind of questions, and, you know, that was the enemy speaking through me, but I was really trying to turn people away from God, and that's how it was for a while, till I was, like, 18, and um, when I turned 19, I got this premonition, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a regular feeling, that's why I call it a premonition, because it wasn't a regular feeling, it was, like, I knew it was gonna happen, like, it felt so real, so tangible, like, and the premonition was I was either going to take somebody's life, somebody was going to wow. take my life, or I was going to go to jail for the majority of my life for the rest of my life. So I didn't want any of those three things to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, never a bad kid. And I always had, like, good, you know, morals and ethics, even yeah. though, um, you know, I wasn't perfect, though. Like, I was a product of my, of my environment. And so, you know, my friends weren't that bad, but, you know, if, if something came down to it, you know, I was always down for whatever. And, you know, it was what it was. And so that's why I was like, OK, I got to change. Once I got that premonition, I was like, I got to change. I was like, I don't know how to change. I don't know what I need to change, but I know something has to change Like I need in my life. And so I remember I called my friend Becky one day and she lives in Norway. I called her up and we were talking and she started to tell me how she used to believe in like new age religion and she practiced that and the Holy Spirit had put on her heart that that wasn't the way to have a relationship with God. And so she was on like a journey of like really, you know, falling in love with God and, you know, just finding out who he is and learning about his nature, his character and finding you know, just having that intimacy, developing that intimacy with him and that relationship with him. And she was also like on a journey of self-love as well, loving herself more. Mm -hmm. And she told me like everything that the Holy Spirit had told her, she told me that 
And Joe, it was everything I needed to hear. Like everything that I needed to hear to cause that shift, that shift that I was wanting, that shift that I knew I needed, it was everything I needed to hear to make that happen. And so I prayed, I prayed to God for the first time with like real expectancy. And I received salvation right then at 19. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. Like it was like this this warmth. It was like this warmth that I couldn't explain. Just this overwhelming warmth just cracked open inside of me and filled my entire body. And this peace and joy just came over me. And um, it was the best thing ever. It was the best moment ever. And so for like the next six months, I was like just, just peace, like yes. an abundance of peace. Like nothing could touch my peace. Like I was praying to God all the time. It didn't matter what it was, just like the Bible verse says, you know, um, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That's exactly what I was doing. I was praying about everything, every little thing. Like my anger had went away. My lust had went away. My, my, I had patience. I was, you know, my peace was just always, always like there, this untouchable peace. And I felt like, I thought that's what faith was. Mm. I thought that's what a relationship with God was. But, Lo and behold, God was just showing me, like, this is what, you know, I'm capable of. This is what, you know, you know, this is what having, I mean, partly it was like, this is what having a relationship with me is like, but I didn't have the full picture of what a relationship with God was like. Yeah. And I definitely didn't have that picture or that understanding of God being my Lord yet. He never really asked me of anything. Like I asked him to take something away, he took it away. I asked him to work on this in me, he worked on it, and and I made so much progress. But he never really asked nothing of me, really. And so I thought that's what you know faith was, and that's what the full relationship of God looked like. And so I told the enemy one day, I was like, enemy, I was like, you can't touch my faith. I was like, devil, you can't touch my faith. Yeah, that's true. And <clears throat> I got so cocky and so you know egotistical with it and prideful with it, and I didn't say it. It was not like I was saying it in the name of Jesus, you know. It wasn't like that. It was me saying it out of my own pride and ego. And so the so God was like, I'm gonna let the devil have his way with you, right? Mm. And so slowly but surely, everything that me and God had worked on, everything that, you know, God had taken away from me and replaced with, you know, the fruit of his spirit, it unraveled, slowly but surely unraveled and unraveled and unraveled. And um I went into a three-year cycle of sin, and my heart rehardened, and I didn't even care that I was sinning against God, and I, like I knew I was sinning, and I didn't even care. And I would have my moments where I would feel conviction from the Holy Spirit, and I would have like a good week or a good two weeks or a good month even, yeah. but the backslide would always be so much worse. Yeah, and so that's how it was for like three years until I came to Union nine months ago. So I remember one time during that three-year period, I asked God, I was having like a good two weeks, and I asked God, I was like, God, what do I need to do to, you know, progress and, you know, keep going and don't backslide again? And he said, as clear as day, I've never heard God this clear before in my life. He said, as clear as day, go back to church, get involved yeah. in the community. 